I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth, like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birth naturally and I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already because that is a listener favorite. So once again just go to audibletrial.com slash birth naturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kate and I'm sharing conversations and positive stories about med-free birth with you all. Whether you are a seasoned mom, new mom, pregnant with your first, or trying to conceive, I hope these stories will give you some encouragement. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks so much for listening. And just a couple things before we get started. Um, don't forget to check out our sponsors. It's a huge help to me to be able to keep the podcast going. And yeah, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and I figured it was time to update the intro since it's just been me for a while. Um, Kaylee's just had other things going on. Totally understandable. You know, with kids, it's very hard to do something just kind of for fun. (laughs) So I obviously want to keep this going as long as possible. So, um, but I figured it was time to update it since it's just me for now and probably will be for a while. So yeah, in case you were wondering if the, the intro sounded a little bit different, that's why. So today I'm chatting with Liz, who is a massage therapist. And I always love to hear, I love, I love asking the question, you know, what made you decide to have a natural birth? And with Liz, it was someone in her class as she was, you know, attending school to be um, a massage therapist, someone in her class was actually having a natural birth and, you know, just talking about, I don't want to get the epidural and this is why. And it kind of just sparked something in Liz's brain (laughs) and she wasn't even pregnant or even wouldn't be until a couple couple of years later. So I just thought that was cool that that stuck with her. But she ended up having two home births and, you know, she tells us all about what really prepared her. um, One of which uh, was listening to and reading positive birth stories, which is why I'm doing this podcast because I know how beneficial it can be so yeah that was cool I love to hear that as well you know what really helped you get prepared I mean it's it's so interesting because everybody's answers are different but then I hear so many similarities as well so yeah it's a great story it's so positive I love chatting with Liz and I'm sure you guys are gonna love hearing it so enjoy today's episode welcome Liz thanks so much for coming on the podcast Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling listeners a little about you and your family? Sure. So 
Um, my name's Liz Classy. I am married to my husband. We actually just celebrated 11 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have two kiddos. Um, we met in high school, but didn't start dating until a little later. And we live in the central Florida area, just north of Orlando. Um, my firstborn is five and a half and my second just turned two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So when did you guys decide to start your family and what was your journey like to getting pregnant? Sure. So, um, you know, it never happens the way that you plan. (laughs) Yeah. And that's definitely the story for us. Um, we were actually living with his parents at the time (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we had gotten kicked out of the condo we were living at, which is, you know, a whole nother story in and of itself. Um, (laughs) we were living with his parents saving money to try to get into another place. And uh, we were coming up on our fifth wedding anniversary. And um, it was just a couple months after I had decided to start tracking my cycle and took myself off of hormonal birth control. And uh, apparently didn't track it super well. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, we got pregnant with our first. And um, it was a a definite crazy time because, you know, for us, we didn't plan on getting pregnant at that point, but it was also, I found out I was pregnant just two weeks after my dad had passed away. So it was a whirlwind of a summer. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And then that same summer, finding out that I was pregnant, we were living with his parents. We were trying to move out. We ended up attending like three other funerals and then having to put Gosh. my dog down. Oh, so no. It was like one of the craziest. I I still affectionately refer it refer to that summer as the summer from hell just because mm-hmm. it was just insane. Yeah. But um, going into it, I uh, I had kind of had an idea of the direction I wanted to go with my pregnancy. But um, it definitely, the timing wasn't exactly what I had thought, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was pretty cool though, because, you know, obviously at the end of it all, you get a baby and that's pretty amazing. So it's a sweet, uh, a bittersweet ending to a season. And then the beginning of a really amazing season, you know, after that. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, how did you feel? Like, how did you deal with those emotions or was your pregnancy a little bit of a light in this like dark time? Honestly, I I think it's just that, um, Mm -hmm. because I, uh, I'm actually, so I'm a massage therapist Mm -hmm. and I was working during this time and massage therapy, when you do it well, you're using good body mechanics. So I felt like physically I was in a pretty good place. Um, Mm -hmm emotionally, probably not so much, but I definitely had, um, good support going into it. So I can say the grieving period probably didn't hit me until postpartum, which, you know, thing of itself, but Mm -hmm. overall during my pregnancy, I had a very good pregnancy. I didn't have any complications. I was never labeled as anything risky or, um, the only thing I had to watch out for was my blood pressure, but Mm -hmm. that's, that was, you know, good. Nonetheless, I'm like, okay, I'll take my extra magnesium. I'll take my breaths, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I can handle that. Yeah. I'm like, I can, I can manage this. We can do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you decide that, you know, you wanted to have a natural birth? Was that something that you had always known or you kind of decided during pregnancy? 
Well, it's interesting because um, a childhood friend of mine asked me to attend her hospital birth with her. And this is way before I even knew what a doula was. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back now, that's basically the position that like the, the role I played for her, uh, just emotional and physical support. Um, but I remember attending the hospital birth and thinking, wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. I mean, I was, I was very young. I was 20 and, um, my, my dad had been in and out of the hospital a lot when I was younger. So I was always very apprehensive when walking into a hospital, okay. um, just because of the feelings I had towards it. Um, just, you know, personally. And I just remember being at that birth and thinking, holy cow, there is a ton of people here. It, this is, this is busy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I was in massage therapy school, um, one of the women I was in class with, uh, got pregnant and we kind of like went on that journey with her, you know, cause we were in class together and we were learning body work and learning, um, just about anatomy and physiology and just what the body can do. And I remember her saying that she wanted to have an unmedicated birth. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's so cool. Like, why would she want to do that? And like, what's the point of that? And what are the pros and cons? And I just remember that kind of opening my eyes to the alternatives And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, and I was one of the, my last friends, I guess, to have babies (laughs) and all of them had pretty, um, interesting stories and just, there wasn't a lot of stories going around at the time for me where birth was peaceful and, um, exciting. It it seemed like an emergency and it seemed stressful. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, um, I don't think I want that. And if I don't want that, how do I get what I want? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So going into my pregnancy, um, I started diving into local birth centers and what does that look like? And what are the pros and cons? And if I am low risk, um, what are my options? And I remember thinking pretty early on, like, okay, I'm going to go to a birth center and, Um, I had gone to a couple and I I went to one and I felt really good about it. Um, I loved just the atmosphere walking into the place. I loved talking to the midwives. And um, ironically, at the same time, so we went from living with his parents. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. this is obviously, this is a whole other story as well. But we went from living with his parents to actually sharing a house with another family. So we had two separate families living in a very large house and our intention behind it and our motives were pure to just create an in-house community and to be able to support each other because we were young families and, you know, we're two separate families with two separate parts of the house, but with an area that we could come together and just kind of support each other. Um, She was pregnant with her second and we were due just a couple weeks apart. And she was planning on having home birth and she wanted me to be there and be a part of it. And I um, was so ecstatic that uh, about halfway through the pregnancy, I remember thinking, I think I can do this at home. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to do it at home and I'm going to watch her do it at home. And um, there's not really for me personally at the time, there wasn't a big reason for me to go to the birth center other than wanting to be there instead of home. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was about halfway through that I realized, um, I think, 
I think I want to do this at home. Um, how do I make that happen? How do I prepare for that? So um, it was kind of a slow progression. And then with pregnancy, just kind of kicking into gear, my research and my questioning and my um, seeking those, those good stories, the stories of empowerment and peace versus emergency and stress and, and busyness of, of birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was your reaction, you know, from your family and friends? I mean, what, did they all support that or were they kind of like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. We joke about it now. Um, so I actually had my mom and my mother-in-law at the birth. Mm-hmm. And um, during pregnancy, I didn't get any pushback from family, thankfully. I, I know they were like, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> they were, you know, a little apprehensive and a little confused, I think, just because it wasn't common, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't considered normal, like, but why would you do that? You know, there was a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity. Um, and never, I didn't feel any judgment, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. But it's funny, because after the fact, I remember talking to um, my mother in law, who I have a very beautiful, great, healthy relationship with. She said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Liz, I, I thought you were a little crazy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get it. I thought like, what is she doing? But, you know, I trusted you and I trusted your research and, you know, I was going to be there to support you for whatever you want. But I thought you were nuts at first when you said you wanted to have a baby at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure after being there, they were like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. There was a lot of aha, like, oh my yeah. gosh, this was so cool. Like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't know it could look like this. Right. Exactly. And how did you prepare yourself for a natural labor? Sure. So, um, you know, there's several books out there that are well-known in the the natural birth sphere. Um, for me personally, though, I loved um, reading Supernatural Childbirth. And then also Mama's Mama Natural's Guide to Childbirth. Um, she was really, I think, my into um, looking into alternatives and why someone would choose alternatives and just um, diving into more of the research that wasn't as well known. Um, Mama Natural definitely, which I'm sure those of you know, it's Genevieve Howland's. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just phenomenal because it just, gave me questions to think about that I had, I didn't have any context to think about prior to, you know, just because it's not question. There were questions in there to think about and choices to make that most are made for you when you're in the hospital setting, or at least for those who don't know that they have an option to make the choice, you know, are there. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, um, yeah. So those books were really, um, really keen on just me opening my eyes. Um, and honestly, a big part of, of how I prepared was listening to and reading positive birth stories mm-hmm. um, because it's very easy to come across traumatic ones. And it's good to know and to be aware of things that can happen. But yeah. I think for me, a big part of getting in that mindset of, oh, my body was made for this. Oh, I am capable of doing this. And that so much of the preparation is a mental game versus, you know, what you have to physically put your body through when you run a race, but just kind of stepping into that, 
that place mentally of like, look at what women have done for all of time <laughs> yeah, and look at what, what they can do when they have support and just the wisdom of the women who have gone before. Um, so reading those, those stories and just immersing myself in, um, how to calm myself down. And, um, I remember I, I tried to walk like three miles a day, I think the last trimester. So I did a lot of walking. I did a lot of squats. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did a lot of listening to music that was going to help you know, that muscle memory for when it was time to like get into that headspace of like, you're calm and you're capable and you're supported, you know, trust what your body is telling you. Yeah. So I'd say as far as preparation is concerned, I did a lot of reading and listening and um, just some slight, light body work to kind of get my, my body in that physical space, you know, with, you know, the, uh, the birth ball and all that good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Um, surprisingly for a first time mom, I think I felt pretty good. Um, I, I was, I don't remember being nervous. I don't remember feeling scared or uh, not capable. And I think, you know, a big part of that plays into just me having listened to those stories, but I also, I didn't think of my quote unquote, due date as anything. (laughs) I didn't, you know, think like, oh, that date comes around and boom, I'm going to have a baby. And I definitely went into it um, thinking like, okay, this is going to be a marathon, you know, and because first time moms typically are in labor for about a day, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it takes time. And um, for me personally, I chose not to have any cervical checks going up into it too. So I didn't have any idea. There was no like hint of a, Oh, you know, you're this far along. So that, that would change my mindset. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely went into it feeling, feeling good, excited, you know, nervous, of course, because it's birth, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but overall, I, I'm very thankful that, um, you know, I, I kind of chose my my mindset and really leaned into that as much as, as I could. Yeah. It's so helpful. It really is it's like everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So talk to us about when your contraction started and how you knew, you know, it was time to contact your midwife. Sure. So, um, in my experience and what I've seen is, you know, most of the time they give you a little pamphlet or a little uh, card or something um, at your like 36 weeks or, you know, somewhere that says like, oh, let us know, you know, or keep track of if you've lost your mucus plug or if you've had your bloody show or if contractions start, you know, when to start the timer and all that. And it's funny because I remember it was midnight on my quote unquote due date. And I felt my first big, like, oh, this is like a wave of contraction. This is not just discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And um, thinking like, okay, I'm just going to calm down because my husband's like dead asleep. Um, I'm just kind of going to sit with this and, you know, and it's so nice too, because it was in the middle of the night. So I was by myself it was dark, it was quiet. And I could really just kind of tune into, 
uh, okay, what are the sensations I'm feeling? Um, okay, let me look at the binder. Do I need to contact anybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did reached out to the, I, I reached out to the on-call midwife um, because I think for first-time moms, if I remember correctly, they wanted to know like when you uh, lost your mucus plug or you're started to have a bloody show or anything like that. So I remember contacting and I remember them saying like, okay, yeah, it could, you know, things could be progressing. Just uh, go ahead and try to go back to sleep. You know, if you start contracting, um, just, you know, get your app open, start timing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I remember that night it was just kind of in and out. It was very sporadic. Um, but I could tell like, Oh, this is, I think this is the beginning. And then that morning when my husband woke up, I said, um, you know, I think, I think I want you to stay home today. I think that, um, I want you to hang around (laughs) because he didn't work super close at the time. And, um, I was thinking that that was going to be the day that I, I started to labor and, and it was, it was, I remember it was Tuesday at midnight that I felt that first and it was very sporadic. And then all throughout Wednesday, um, I labored and it was great. We went on walks. Um, I watched, I watched new girl because at the time I was like, I want to laugh. Yes. <laughs> I want to be distracted. I want to like watch, you know, um, Nick and Schmidt and everyone be like ridiculous. And that's just like mm-hmm. the mindset I had. I was like, I'm going to laugh. My friend, I had a friend drop Chick-fil-A by and was like, here, eat some food. Like, you, need, <laughs> you know, so it was just, it felt like a community effort, like throughout that day to just kind of like, oh, she's laboring, but like, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel scary. It just felt like, oh, I'm going to just support my body. I'm going to stay hydrated. I'm going to relax. Um, and I labored throughout the whole day. And then I remember, um, it was that evening that things started to kick into gear. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, okay, it's time to turn the TV off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't I even pay attention things, to this. Yeah, something's <laughs> happening. I need to, my focus is changing. I'm like having to, I, I can't talk through these anymore. And, uh, I remember on the, in the binder, it said, you know, call, call first at seven one one. So it was, you know, if they're seven minutes apart, lasting a minute for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling and, um, and that was, that was at 7 PM to Wednesday night, which I don't, it's funny, the things that you remember seven one one at 7 PM. And, um, you know, of course they say, okay, you know, just try to go to sleep. <laughs> and it's so well-meaning, but it's so funny being a first time mom, not having ever gone through this before thinking like, how in the world am I supposed to sleep right now? Like, yeah, <laughs> things are happening. I'm going to have a baby soon. Like I can't sleep, <laughs> but I dozed in and out. And then, um, I remember waking up my husband and going like, they're, they're about five minutes apart. We need to call again. And I think that was around midnight at this point. And so I was like, can you call everybody? And he was like, yeah. So called the midwife um, and the student midwife and um, the moms and my doula. And my doula was the first one to get there. And then the student midwife, who's now a good friend of mine. And um, it was funny too, because everyone got there and they were like, well, you know, do you want us to check you? And I was like, at this point I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I guess it would be nice to know. And I think it's around 1 a.m. at this point. And 
the student midwife who had checked me, she goes, Liz, you're at eight. And I remember wow. my doula, my doula going, oh my God, Liz, <laughs> it was just when everyone had got there. And my doula was like, you got to eight all on your own. And like, it was so sweet because it was like, she was so proud of me for like doing all the things we had talked about as far as pain management, like the water and, you know, the heat and the walking and just, so it's one of those moments I look back and I think fondly at, cause I was like, yeah, I, I got this. I got to eight. <laughs> I mean, also being a first time mom, like that is really impressive. And honestly, I don't think I could have done it had I not gotten, like, I didn't get any checks. Yeah. So, and mm-hmm. I think that for me, like, that was the big thing for me is like, I had no idea. You know? Right. So I right. Just, I was just riding those waves. I was getting in the headspace. So. And you didn't know what to expect. So you were no. like, I guess this is, <laughs> yeah, this is normal. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it was just funny because it was soon after that, that, um, I got in the tub and, um, that's for me when I think things kind of slowed down a little bit, surprisingly, um, because I, I labored and labored and then it was goodness. It was seconds after my midwife had said, you know, if you start to feel like you need to push, or if you start to feel that pressure, she said, just lean into whatever that sensation is that you're feeling. And I, I kid you not, it was seconds after she said that, that I felt that first big push to actually like bear down. Mm-hmm. And, um, I stayed like that for a couple hours though. And oh, wow. at this point I had been laboring for, you know, a day and they kept checking me and kept checking me. And then I was, I was crowning for, I think they said it was like an hour. And, um, you know, they said, I think it was before that, that she asked if she wanted to my, break my bag of waters. And I said, yes, just cause I was, I was tired at this point. I was like, if it's going to speed it along, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we got in different positions in the tub and, looking back, it's, it's funny because I told myself, I like, I'm not going to give birth on my back. I don't want to do that. Um, but in the tub, that was the only position I was comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Like I got on all fours, which that was the position I had envisioned, like giving birth in. And I hated it. I was like, this is terrible. I hate the way I feel like this. (laughs) So it was just kind of ironic how I had to adjust, but then, um, I had been in the tub for so long and I said, you know, mom, I think we want to get you up. We're going to just check things out. And so, um, I got out of the tub, but from where the tub was to where the bed was, was goodness. It felt like walking a mile. Oh, I'm sure. A bowling ball. (laughs) But I think that that's what I needed because Mm -hmm. I got from the tub and walked over to the bed and laid down. And, um, at this point they realized, um, my body just was having a really hard time stretching Mm -hmm. Um, for whatever reason. Um, I just did not want to stretch. And, um, the midwife said, if you would like, we can cut you to help things along. And I think, I swear this must've been some kind of switch that flipped in my mind. Cause I was like, no, mm-hmm. I do 
want a gay guy. <laughs> no. And it was the next push that I pushed him completely out. Oh my gosh. Like there was no pause. <laughs> there was no, like, <laughs> here's the head and now push out. No, it was like, it was funny too, because I, you know, you process your birth later with your midwife and then the student midwife was like, yeah, at first I wanted to tell you like, it's okay, slow down. Like <laughs> you were so gung ho about not getting cut that you just, you were like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and next push, like, here he is. <laughs> I'm glad though. Cause I, for, I thought that you were going to say they did. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no was was in fact what I was thinking as well yeah. that was the trigger that I needed to think no 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 I don't want that, that to happen it's crazy it is it's it's your mind like does it for you it's so uh, weird yeah it's yeah and it's so cool though to see like sometimes you just need and not that that was like it wasn't her threatening him at all I mean, no all, no it was no. like but it was like maybe my mind needed that like well, if you don't do it this way, yeah, another option. Like we need, we like need it. something here to get yeah. this baby out. Yeah, <laughs> but really, um, it was just your determination that you needed. Yes, I think that was the oomph I needed. I needed that like fourth win. Yeah, <laughs> that's just... so crazy. That's so cool, though. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but it's even crazier too. I just remember, like, I look back at pictures, and I remember talking to my mother-in-law after, and she goes, "You know, I was a little concerned at first because." his head, you know, was just looking real interesting, you know, because <laughs> I had, he had been sitting there so long and it's yeah. so cool how their heads just move and are moldable based off of how they get out of you. And like, it's I know now why they put hats on babies in the hospital <laughs> because his cone head was, Oh, like, it was bad. <laughs> But thankfully, you know, it doesn't last long and it goes. No, back. no, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it was clearly evident that he had been sitting there for a while. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. So did you have any tearing since, you know, he came out so quick? Yes, I yeah. did. Um, yeah, I had, I had a second degree, um, which honestly, considering how, how I'm made and how my body just doesn't want to stretch. I kind of figured that that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny too. There's nothing like giving birth to a baby and then to the placenta, which just feels like a big jellyfish coming out of you. Yeah. Then to turn around and be like, okay, well, you're going to feel a sting because we're going to stitch you up. So. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's not fun. You're like, no, no I really, I just birthed a baby. <laughs> I was like, give me all the numbing, like yeah. everything you can give me. Yeah. Please. Now I want all, all the things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, give me all the the interventions right now. So yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but at but least they, you have that baby to to distract you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So we, um, it, it was really great though, because you know, it's awesome. They set you up, um, and you get all nice and cozy with your baby and make sure that you're all well fed and then make sure you're supported and let you know when they're going to come back. And then they leave you with the, okay, you know, take your temperature. And, um, my husband was given the task of like, okay, you're going to take her blood pressure and her, or her temperature, or, you know, this list of, mm -hmm. of things to keep an eye out. And then like, they leave. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then you it's, have a baby. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, I've 
given birth twice at the hospital and once at home. And I was just like, when I'm at home with my baby and I'm like, I don't even feel like I just gave birth. Of course, I'm like <laughs> yeah. slightly uncomfortable. But yeah. when you're in the hospital and you have people checking you all the mm-hmm. time and you don't really feel like getting up and moving around, like what, what, what are you, where are you going to go? Yeah. It's just such a different experience where like, you know, when I gave birth at home, I'm up and like, you know, going in my shower and just doing whatever yeah. I need to do. And it's just it felt like the recovery for me was so much quicker. So mm-hmm. how, I wonder like, how was your recovery? You know, is this your first time? This was the only experience you've had. How did that go? Yeah. I, you know, obviously not having anything to compare it to. It was really interesting. Cause you know, you're on that, that super birth high, the day yes. that you give birth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm super woman. This was amazing. Like, let's know. do it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. And then the next day rolls around and you're like, oh, did I get hit by a truck? Oh. <laughs> Every muscle in my body aches. <laughs> well, because you were in labor for so long. Yes. So yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And I just remember because of the position that I was in and the way that I held myself, my legs. Oh my goodness. Oh, so yeah. The next day. I remember like my legs being really sore and just being really exhausted. But um, as far as recovery was concerned, um, I felt like I had prepped going into it, you know, like we had a game plan for what that was going to look like. Like my husband had a game plan for the meals that he was going to fix us Mm -hmm. um, for what I was going to eat, for what I was going to drink. I had even made lists like, Hey, if you can, grab this out of the deep freezer and throw it in the crock pot this day. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have, there's extra coconut water in the refrigerator. And so the acute postpartum, I felt like we did really, really well. Um, because, you know, we had made freezer meals. I had made pad sickles. I had, I had done, I had the oils and I had the salves and like, you know, all the things. Um, but it was, I think that it was once my husband went back to work and going into the, oh, your baby's a few weeks old postpartum, then it was, that's when like the struggle bus hit. Yeah. <laughs> but not from a lack of preparation, but just a lack of knowledge going into, oh, I have a new baby and now I'm like a brand new person. Mm-hmm. You know? So what do I do? <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like there's enough information out there, or I would hope enough resources for um, for us to be able to take care of ourselves or at least equip the people around us to help, you know, support us well in those early postpartum days. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, I, I felt like we did that well. It was just going into a little later that I was, I, I struggled a little bit, but um, it definitely helped me later on after giving birth to my second, knowing what I, I needed to do or not do in Mm -hmm. that sense to heal well. Mm -hmm. And did you say emotionally you weren't in a great place, like just kind of processing, like everything you had gone through that year? Yeah. Um, for me, I think once postpartum really like got going, um, breastfeeding was really difficult. So Mm -hmm. that played a major role in just how I was feeling emotionally. Cause I prepped for birth. I prepped for labor. 
I prepped for all that, but I did not prepare for how difficult of a time I was going to have breastfeeding. Yeah. It's and, uh, it's so common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really and, is. Yeah. And I, I went into it with that same mindset of I'm going to do this and I'm going to do anything I have to do in order to do this. Um, first of all, we were making like, at this time we were making no money. So like in my mind at the time formula was out of the, like the kind of formula that I would even want, or the kind of mm-hmm. breast milk donation I would want, or the kind of raw milk formula I would want to make. Like it was just, it's, yeah, it's expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it and I got to make it happen. So it yes. just, like power through mm-hmm. with that whole power through mentality. I don't think I asked for as much help because I did see lactation consultant, um, And I did have us adjusted with a chiropractor, which was phenomenal and totally changed the game um, that first time around. But I, I, you know, I had a lot of voices saying like, you just have to power through it or it's just going to hurt until it doesn't. And so I think had I been a little bit more gentle with myself and allowed myself to not be okay with the pain, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. You know. I don't need to be in this kind of pain. How do I not be in this kind of pain to help feed my baby and to also be comfortable in my own body? Because I am in excruciating pain at like 2 a.m., you know? Mm-hmm. So um, once we got through that, um, I felt like we were we were more smooth sailing, but that's definitely when the whole like, I think the grief caught up with me that I hadn't fully processed and now- I had the space to process because I was staying at home with a newborn and I wasn't around a lot of people. Right. Right. So it definitely <clears throat> challenged me to look at what had happened and how I felt and what I wanted to do moving forward and who I wanted to be as a mom and as a um, wife and just as a mother who stayed at home with her child. Um, So that was definitely, I'd say that was one of the most challenging times of my life, but had I not gone through that suffering in a sense, I definitely wouldn't have experienced the joy of, um, going into motherhood with a goal in mind and like the kind of mom I wanted to be. And, and also what I wanted my future births and postpartums to look like. And honestly, it definitely set a fire in my belly to support women in, um, in their pregnancy and in postpartum. And that's part of what I do today is, um, I'm now a prenatal and postpartum, um, certified massage therapist. So my certification and my license works with a lot of pregnant moms and postpartum and just kind of helping them get the resources for the, the birth experience that they want and the postpartum experience that they desire. Oh, that's so cool. I love hearing that, you know, um, going through birth affects, you know, really your whole life. I mean, when you have these like positive experiences or, or any experience, it just, um, there's so many times I hear that moms make a career change and it's just, it's so cool that it can literally affect everything in your life. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. So, Okay. Talk to us about when, um, you, you know, you decided it was time to start trying for your next baby. Yeah. So, um, 
that's it's, yeah, it's like a whole other story. But it's, <laughs> it's so it's it's funny looking back because um, as much of a type A person as I want to be and as I think I am, clearly my life does not reflect that. Does <laughs> um, what it wants to do. <laughs> yeah, and um, it was my son had just turned two years old, and and it was March twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, when the world decides to end yeah, and um, (laughs) I had actually, I found out that I was pregnant and, um, just two weeks prior to that, I had been with my sister-in-law who had lost a baby. And, um, I remember thinking like, oh my goodness, like, how am I pregnant? And she's not. And then 10 days later I miscarried. And I remember Um, thinking, what in the world is happening? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, um, that whole season again was just like an evaluation of, well, we want more children. Is there anything I can do? Cause obviously not everything is within my control, but Mm -hmm. what can I do to support my body and to support my emotional and mental health going forward? Because life is hard, you know, and, um, we were trying to get, we were trying to buy a house at the time. And so, you know, we just kind of dove into, we're getting a house. How can we get there? And so we got into a house and it had been like, mm, almost like uh, six months or so after that, or no, it had been a a year actually. And uh, I remember talking to my husband, like, I want to start trying. Um, I want to start, like, I want to have another baby and I want to have this baby in this house. And, um, it was funny. We were at a Thanksgiving, um, dinner with family and my husband's cousin was like, Oh, I had a dream. Um, by the way, I had a dream. You were in my dream this week and, um, you were pregnant. And I remember just like trying not to burst into tears. Cause I was like, Oh, we want to have a baby, you know? <laughs> and, Funny enough, um, it was Thanksgiving when I conceived and I ended up finding out I was pregnant, uh, just before Christmas that year. And it was just such, such a sweet, a sweet, sweet blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, because with my son, you know, his birth was so redemptive within the grief of what I had been going through. And then with, um, my daughter, it was like, Oh, my sweet little rainbow baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny too, we didn't know what we were having either time. Um, So when my son was born, we didn't know we were having a boy, which is what I had wanted, but I didn't tell anybody. (laughs) And then when we had my daughter, um, we didn't, we didn't know we were having, but I wanted a girl and I was so happy when I got a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just going into that other pregnancy, um, knowing what I needed to do for birth knowing what I needed to do to prepare for labor. Um, But also I think I put a lot more focus this time around on what I wanted my support system to look like postpartum, Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of village I wanted to build and space for myself to be well supported. Cause I think a lot of times, and this is for me personally, we have, I have a lot of, I have a hard time asking for help and things that I can do myself you know, yeah, things that I'm even good at asking someone for help. Like that seems crazy. Right. So, but I think just kind of humbling myself and really trusting the people around me to take care of me, um, was just 
so different this time around because, you know, the first time around I had a baby shower, which was awesome. And I needed the stuff because we were broke Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) this second time around. Um, I asked my closest friends if we could do a mother's blessing and that totally changed the atmosphere and my mindset going into postpartum, just seeing like, oh, I have these women that are willing to bring me meals and women that are willing to sit with me and hear my birth story and women that are willing to clean my house or pick up whatever, or take my older kid or whatever the case is, but just come around me and lay hands on me and just be with me through the journey, which was just so incredible this time around. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful for. Yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, I can't wait to hear how that kind of changed your postpartum this time around asking for help because it is, it is so hard to, you know, as a mom, you know, being used to doing everything around the house and just getting everybody ready to do, you know, and, um, it is so hard to ask for help. I think it's such a common theme that I hear and after birth and when you it's your your second third fourth kid mm-hmm. you you need the help and yeah. it's okay to ask for sure definitely yeah. yeah so how are you feeling you know going into birth this time around and and um it sounds like you were in a really good headspace and and you know what did that look like when labor started yeah um it's funny because this time around Um, again, it was at night (laughs) and it was the day before I had given them what my guest date was. Cause they said, based off of my period, it was going to be on August 24th. And I was like, no, it's the 22nd. Like I track everything now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's technically the date. (laughs) And, um, I remember, um, midnight the night before, well, actually it was around 11 PM. I was laying in bed. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because there's not a holiday around this time, a huge firework goes off in our neighborhood. No idea where this came from, what was happening, but just one of, you know, like when a mortar goes off, it is frightening if you don't Mm -hmm. know it's coming. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember shooting up and then feeling a pop. And I got up and I started to leak. And I'm like, oh, is this what it's like when your water breaks? Like, what? Mm-hmm. this is interesting. And like, I leaked a little bit and I was like, okay, let's just see if anything happens. And it was right after that, that I started to just experience those waves again. And this was at 11 PM on, um, the 21st. And I remember I started, started contracting and I, I kept, you know, I, I kept my timer and, um, Something that helped me this time around was I had listened to the Christian hypnobirthing app and that just talk about get you in the right mindset that for me personally, just spoke to a deep, deep level of need to visualize and to just kind of be immersed in um, passages that were going to speak to me just emotionally and, and spiritually and um I just turned that on and just listened to it on repeat, um, kind of got into my, my own little zone, kind of moving around and walking and getting on the ball. Meanwhile, my husband's asleep (laughs) (laughs) and, um, a couple hours in, I, I was already, you know, every five minutes. And so I woke up my husband and, um, 
I said, I think, I think we need to start making some calls because I had been praying this time around. It wasn't a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't want to go like 24 hours in labor. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give birth like soon. (laughs) And, um, it was funny. We went ahead and called a doula and, um, we also called, um, my friend, Samantha, who her husband is my husband's cousin, (laughs) but we become really good friends. And she was my go-to person for my son because I wanted my son to attend the birth, but only if he could handle it. And if he was, you know, doing okay. And so she was a trusted person that we called to be with him while um, I was in labor. And then we called the midwives and, um, you know, it was just a couple hours, everyone got there and I'm like, I'm thinking I'm grooving. I'm like, I'm so far along. I'm feeling these, like, these are strong. And one of the midwives goes like, do you want us to check a check you? And I was like, yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, man, I went to eight last time. Like I'm, I'm rolling here. And she goes to check me and she goes, you're at about a three. Aww. And I just remember thinking, no, <laughs> I no, there's no way. Really? Are you like, are you sure? And that was my water that broke earlier. Right. And they swabbed me and she was like, no, <laughs> and I remember being so bummed. Cause I'm like, but no, it's supposed, no, that's, that doesn't make sense. That's not supposed to be this way this time. This is my second, like, <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. And so, you know, I just remember thinking, you know what, everybody's here. I'm not going to worry about them. Cause I, I wanted to, I wanted to be like, well, do you guys need to leave? Like, <laughs> yeah, come back. Like, how's this work? And so the midwives left the room, they went out into the living room and I had my doula and my husband and my friends stay in the room. And, um, for me, like, you know, I, I like a lot of body work when I'm in labor. Like I want people, I wanted my doula to touch my chest and to remind me of my breath. I wanted my husband to do hip squeezes. And I wanted my friend to like massage my scalp because for me, those were really good ways to remind my body to calm down and to be in the moment. I know that's not for everybody because not everybody likes being touched in labor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, that was something I knew that worked. So that's what we did. And, uh, we kept the app going and, um, I went ahead and, you know, they remind you to like, let's get up and go to the bathroom. And so I remember I sat on the toilet and immediately things took a turn, (laughs) which I forget what they call it, what they call the toilet. There's, um, what is it? The contraction station or the, oh, the dilation station. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, that holds true for me <laughs> because I remember they're like, Oh, we need to, um, blow up the, the pool. And so things started kind of moving kind of quick and they went to go wake up my son. Cause it was like 6am at this point and, um, to blow it up and they got halfway or they, they got to blow it up and they started to fill it up. And of course the water pressure is like absolutely ridiculous. So they're like filling up all sorts of pots and pans oh. <laughs> fill up the tub and I get up and I go lay down and they check my blood pressure and the midwife says you're not getting in the water and I was like what <laughs> I but I didn't get the water birth the first time I wanted to get the mm-hmm. water birth this time and she's like your your blood pressure we need to get your blood pressure under control and I'm like, oh, curse you, blood pressure. Why? <laughs> <Like, No. laughs> and so I went ahead and laid down. And, 
you know, they had me take a few things to help kind of calm my system down and um, kept checking baby and baby was doing fine, but they're like, we need you to lay down. Um, we'll get you in a good position. You can be on your side, you know, whatever's comfortable, but we just, we need to keep your blood pressure down. And so I remember thinking, man, I don't get to get in the water. That stinks. But then I got on my side and, um, things started to kick into gear and, um, I started to feel the urge to push and, um, my son was next to my husband up on my head and my friend was able to get like all the best pictures. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So I ended up pushing my daughter's head out, (laughs) um, and then waiting and then pushing the rest of her out. Um, after they had said, you know, her, um, her heart tones are a little low mom, next couple pushes. We, we really think it would be best if you push her out. And so, um, I did, um, no complications. She was totally fine. Um, we got her out and I got to kind of rest a little bit in between those pushes. And it wasn't just like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) like it was with my son. Um, so that was kind of cool. I still tore, but I think that's just because of the way my body, um, the elasticity in my body, um, Mm -hmm. which maybe that means I need more collagen. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) either way, my body didn't want to stretch. So I still ended up tearing. Um, but overall though, it was amazing, um, because it was peaceful and it was only eight hours. <laughs> oh second. yeah. That's not bad. You cut it yeah. like in yes. thir- one third. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which was awesome because when I heard that three centimeters, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then, you know, just a few hours later, boom, I'm pushing out a baby. But that's so, exactly why, like, yes, knowing <laughs> where you are doesn't necessarily exactly. mean anything. <laughs> and honestly, like, I like to share that because to me, when I'm talking to another mom and they like get excited or get disappointment and I'm like, it, it can all change in like a second. Mm-hmm. Really, it doesn't mean a whole lot because your body's doing a lot of stuff to get ready for that baby to come out. And that baby's doing a lot to get ready for them to come out, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, it was really encouraging now to look back and be like, Oh, like I probably went from like three to nine in like an hour. And it was mm-hmm. probably when I was sitting on the toilet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. And it was so cool too. Cause you know, we didn't know we were having a girl. And so, uh, you know, she was on my chest and, they were checking everybody and making sure we're all good. And we go to pick her up and, um, you know, my husband and I look at each other and we're like, Oh my God, we have a girl. Oh, my son, this whole pregnancy was like, I'm going to have a sister. And then a week before having the baby, he said, um, I want a brother. You can't change your mind now. <laughs> he, his poor little shoulders. We have the video poor little shoulders slumped down and he puts his head down and he's like, I wanted a boy. And like, it's the <laughs> cutest, funniest, saddest video. But of course, you know, it didn't take long for him to accept her. And to, uh, of course, like, yeah. It's really funny because we were so excited about having a girl and he goes, I wanted a boy. You know? <laughs> but the fact that he got to be a part of that was just so, so, so sweet. And then mm-hmm. what's even better is, um, I had gone into labor on the 21st and I ended up giving birth to her the morning of the 22nd of August, which 
was the date that I had predicted, mm-hmm. but it's also National Rainbow Baby Day. Oh, and is it really? Wow. Yeah, and she's my rainbow baby. So it was just, and I didn't even know this at the time until I, you know, we had told our friends like, she's here, it's a girl. And then my friend was like, do you know what today is? That is so <laughs> and cool. And I didn't, but it was so, it's so, so sweet. So yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah. So I have Isaiah who's five and then I have Paloma who is my two-year-old rainbow baby and her name means dove in Spanish. So uh, we actually considered that name. I love it. I <gasps> no love way. it. Oh, yes. With my, I think it was my second. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's yeah. so funny because I've run it. I ran into one other person with her name and we literally named our babies the same name for the same exact reason because of a similar ancestry and story so it was like oh wow that's so cool out here like yeah so it's it's so beautiful experience yeah Yeah, I love that name um so what was your recovery like this time around well thankfully my husband um was able he was in a different position a job um so he was we were a lot more established and he was able to take on take a longer leave. Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, you're on bed rest. And I was like, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, if he saw me getting up, he's like, what are you doing? Go back to bed, go back to like, go lay down. Like, what do you need? And so, um, I, I definitely had a lot more support, like physical support this time around, just because we were closer to family. We had more friends, we had more of an established community. And, um, you know, I stayed in bed for a week. And ironically, I watched more New Girl this postpartum, like I did the labor with my first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was able to lay in bed and I knew a little bit more this time around about nutrition postpartum. So I was very, um, very intentional about getting, you know, like the warm foods and um, really getting my nutrition back in and my minerals back in and, um, staying away from the things that I knew were going to cause digestive issues, which is never fun when you're postpartum. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, this time around the postpartum experience was just night and day. Um, I was in a good headspace. I was excited. I was well supported. Um, breastfeeding was still a challenge in the beginning, but I have a wonderful chiropractor this time around. She's actually somebody I just started working with. Um, and she was our literal savior. Um, she came in and with her specialty and in her, um, education with specifically with ties, she was able to give us exercises and stretches. And she adjusted me two days before I went into labor and two days after I gave birth. (laughs) I mean, it was, I I felt like we, we had a lot more support going into it. And I also just gave myself so much more grace this time around, knowing that, um, nothing else really mattered at that moment, other than me taking care of my baby and, um, us establishing this new rhythm as a family of four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you have any advice for moms who may be considering a med-free birth? Um, I would say, uh, know your why. I think that Mm -hmm. that's a a really big part of it is know why you want to do what you do. Um, cause it's one thing to just make a choice and say, I want to do this, but like, why, why do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's going to be the ticket 
as to whether or not you actually do it. Yes. Um, of course, there's things that can happen and, and life can go a different direction you didn't expect. But I, I went into this knowing what my why was. Um, and then from that, I said, okay, how do I get to this goal? Like, I know my reason, but then how do, how do I get there? And there are so many beautiful resources online now that there weren't, you know, there wasn't six years ago. There's yeah. so many people out there that want to support women in whatever it is that they choose to do. Um, because ultimately, you want to leave your birth experience, regardless of how it goes, even if it's an emergency, you want to leave feeling empowered and supported and encouraged. And if it doesn't go the way that you want, because it never does, mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing that you got to be informed and you got to be um, the person who got to make the choices, you know, knowing mm -hmm. your role as the person who's giving birth and, and owning that for what it is. Um, because birth is, is hard regard I feel like regardless of how it happens only because it's such a big change so if you're wanting if you're wanting to go med free know your why um find your resources and build your village um because a sign of a, a truly healthy support system is people who are going to sit with you and encourage you even if it looks different from what they do mm -hmm. yeah so true I love that so how can our listeners get in touch with you? Oh, sure. So I'm on Instagram. I actually just recently started my own business. <laughs> oh, wow. Because, you know, life. Um, <laughs> and I am Classy Care. So I'm support for growing families. Um, locally within Central Florida, I, I see mobile massage clients as well as clients um, at Nurturing Nest Chiropractic. And I just love to meet women who know what they want and maybe don't know how to get it. And I can point them in the direction to find that education and that support and um, that encouragement. Awesome. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, I will um, have a link to that so everybody can reach out and follow you and just learn more about what you do. And awesome. yeah, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thanks so much for giving the space for women to, to do this. I think this is beautiful and I'm, I'm so happy that I, I got to do it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to give a rating and review wherever you're listening and follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. Thanks. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just wanna fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting, like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like 
not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birth naturally to start ritual or add essential for women prenatal to your subscription today.